Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey y'all, welcome back to another podcast episode. We are so excited to be here again. We hope that all of you had a very Merry Christmas. We definitely had an interesting Christmas, so we hope that you guys had fun celebrating Jesus' birth and spending time with family and all that great stuff. Today, we have a very interesting episode. Uh, We we actually prepared for this one a little bit. A little bit. We've got some things printed out. We've got (laughs) verses. We've got all this great stuff. And so we are so excited to get into it. Hopefully you all enjoy it. This is going to be a very serious episode, something Mm -hmm. that has been on me and Lily's hearts lately. So Lily, we're changing it up a little bit. I'm starting. Lily's going to do announcements. We're We're trying here. We're changing it up a little bit. So announcements. Okay, so this week we're kind of back into the normal routine, even though Christmas and everything, we still tried to kind of stay consistent for y'all. So if you've been keeping up with the blog, then you know that we posted a new blog post on Thursday, which was Christmas Eve. And trust me, guys, I wrote that ahead of time. I didn't, I wasn't like blogging on Christmas Eve. I just posted it on Christmas Eve. And that blog post was titled For Lack of Wonder. That was a very serious blog post as well. I feel like the blog posts are more like more of the theological stuff and the kind of Bible study content that you can actually read over there. That's what the blog looks like. And then yeah. the podcast is more like stories and, you know, just us Random talking, basically stuff. just rambling. But also, I mean, we do devotions and stuff. If you guys have listened to, you know, some of our episodes, then you know that we really try to stay in scripture and do that. But that's kind of what we've been trying to do, make it a little bit different so you guys can enjoy each of those platforms. And so that was on Thursday. We posted for lack of wonder. Then our latest episode last Monday was titled The Cloth and the Culture. Mm. And I know, weird title, right? Y'all are probably like, what the heck if you didn't (laughs) listen to it? If you did listen to it, then obviously you know where we went with that. But it was a really, really good episode just talking about basically Jesus's birth and then going to the resurrection and how there are just some cool details that we often miss in the birth of Jesus and the resurrection details that we just skim over, right? Mm Because we've heard those stories time and time again, and it's just kind of normal. So, check that out. And then we also did a mini-sode. I'm just going to say this too in case you missed it. We also did a mini-sode. We just hit record is what that was called. And that was on, okay, let me get this right. That was last Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday, we posted The Cloth and the Culture. And then now we have this episode. So, be sure to catch up on all that in case you missed anything. We have gotten such great feedback from those episodes and the blog posts. And we just found out, I I like totally took a break from 
looking at, you know, stats and everything. Because I do try to everything. <laughs> monitoring everything. I do try to look at those at least, you know, every couple of days just to keep track of everything, make yeah. sure we don't miss any comments or anything like that. And I looked at our downloads and y'all, we have made it to 1.9 thousand downloads, which you guys whoop, know whoop. what that means. We are 100 away from hitting 2,000. And I one think month, one month, right? Yeah, after literally. hitting a thousand downloads, right? Well, it's been a little more than one month, like a month and a half, probably, yeah. right? I don't know. I'm we not hit sure, it. but yeah. it has been such a mm-hmm. short time. I did not expect to hit two thousand yeah. downloads so soon. No, it's very surprising, and we just can't thank y'all enough because, uh, it's a little scary, like. Yeah, a little bit. You know, 2000 and everything. And the community just keeps growing, which is amazing. We love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but make sure that you're sharing it. Make sure that you're doing all that stuff. Again, we are really trying to focus on our parlor account. That has been a huge part of what our focus has been on and mm-hmm. will be on for 2021. And hopefully, we will do a little bit of a mini-sode or something updating you guys on, like, how the few is ending 2020. Yeah. Um, all the stats and everything that we don't necessarily share, you know, every week with you guys just because we don't care that much about numbers. We're not trying to become famous or, yeah. you know, anything crazy like that. That's never been our intent. I mean, our name is literally the few. So, yeah. <laughs> hitting 2,000 downloads is like, whoa, for us, and we never expected that. So, I wonder. We do want to share with you guys because it's exciting. You guys are the ones that have gotten us Mm -hmm. to this point. You're the ones that have helped our ministry grow and have helped to spread the word. Really, it's not just me and Lily talking. We try and do everything that the Lord lays on our hearts. And so we really, me and Lily just really wanted to share that with all of you because you guys are the ones that are really making a difference Mm -hmm. through our ministry, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, we're not the ones that are getting it to 2,000 people. Right. You guys are because you're sharing, you're downloading, you're doing everything that we ask you to do. And so, yeah, that it's that really may be cool. coming in the future. Really cool. It may be after the new year, mm-hmm. but yeah, at some point, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? If you guys share and do all that stuff, we'll see if we hit 2,000 downloads. Because, I mean, we're literally yeah. only 100 downloads away from hitting 2,000. So, if we if we could do that before the new year, that would be, That'd be like, great. incredible. But... We'll see. We'll see where God takes this, and we're excited to see what's next here. So, let's jump into what we have today. If you have kept up with Parlor and all those things, then you would have seen our reel that we made when we went to the so Creation cute. Museum. It really is. And so, we tried to film a little bit of that, just little clips, and kind of take you guys along. And so, we did that, and we went to the Creation Museum. That's where we were going when we recorded that reel. Yeah. And I'm just amazed. Like, every single time when we go to the Creation Museum, and we read, and we look around at the facts and the things behind Scripture, I'm just always amazed at how much evidence there is, mm-hmm. you know, like just how many details point to our creator and point to the Lord being our savior and how it all lines up. You know, it's just mm-hmm. so cool how all the details, every single person had a purpose for this and God had a plan for this and they just bring it to life in a new way that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily realize when you're just reading, you know, uh, first and second Kings or whatever. Um, but they bring it to life in so many cool ways. And it kind of reminded me a couple weeks ago, if 
our Bible study girls are listening, then you know what I'm about to say. A couple weeks ago, we looked at homosexuality and abortion kind of together, which we had looked at some of those things separate, but not really gone into like the arguments behind them. We had just kind of looked at, hey, here's what scripture says about it and kind of being informed on that front. But then we also just a couple weeks ago looked at here are the arguments that you need to know how to debate. You need to know how to do these things and how to back up how to scripture, how to defend it, because there are people out there in the world that have great arguments. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't mean anything because they're not true a lot of times, but they have good, interesting arguments to to make us think a little bit. Very and persuasive. So, right. And very. They make it sound Almost right. right. Almost right. That's our big thing that we keep coming back to in this kind of stuff. Right. It's the almost right aspect Mm -hmm. of it. So, a couple weeks ago, I was finishing up my government college class, which you guys have heard me talk about, and I've written about some of those things in blog posts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Our last week, we all had to pick from like a list of seven or eight topics. And a couple of them were abortion, homosexuality, gun control, lockdowns for corona. I don't know. There were like seven or eight different topics that you could choose from. Stem cell research. I don't know. Anyway, there were there were a lot of different ones, but those were like the main ones. That the main ones. Picked. Yeah. Obviously, me being me, I chose uh, why lockdowns are unconstitutional, and that was my discussion that I would write about. Mm-hmm. Well, then we had to uh, rebuttal other people, so we had to debate their discussion. So we would comment, basically, we would just comment on their discussion and what they wrote about, and we had to have facts, we had to have research, we had to have everything to back ourselves up and basically go against what we thought was wrong about their discussion or their topic or how they handled it or whatever. So you had to research like four different topics if you didn't already have information and everything because they wanted stats, Mm -hmm. they wanted actual research that you had done, they wanted sources, they wanted all this stuff. Right. So one girl, I'm not going to share any names or anything. There was one girl that chose homosexuality and specifically like gay marriage and all this stuff. And she got into a lot of different interesting uh, topics. And to be quite honest, when I saw the the list of topics, I thought, oh my goodness, this is a Christian college. And I'm just being honest. I really did not think like the abortion topic. I thought, oh, everybody's going to be pro-life. Like, no problem. This is a Christian college. Most of these kids, and obviously we've been like 15 weeks together in a class. And like these kids, you know, all their discussions, devotions, everything, like I just didn't think any of them would be, you know, anything but pro-life and constitutional stuff and all the, Mm -hmm. you know, normal things that I think people should be involved in and do. But it was interesting to me that this girl went into this uh, homosexuality and gay marriage and everything like in a crazy way, a really crazy way. She brought up so many different points and I'm going to read just a little bit to show you like what she's thinking, okay? Because I want to literally quote what she read. I have the papers here. You can hear it in the mic of what she wrote. So, I'm literally going to just read some of this of what she said in her discussion to you and then show you that this is a girl who, you know, she would say that she comes from a, quote, Christian family Mm -hmm. and that she's most likely gone to church, you know, maybe not every Sunday, but she's been and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, 
just somebody I would not think would be like for homosexuality and gay marriage and have this kind of argument. Okay. That's my point in this. So this girl starts off her discussion with gay marriage shouldn't be treated any differently than any marriage. Just like everyone else, we don't get to choose who we love. Let me stop there. Uh, just like everyone else, we don't get to choose who we love. Okay, uh, that's interesting. We don't get to choose who we love, guys. Did you know that? I didn't really know that, but okay. So that's one point she makes. And then she goes on to say, we don't pick and choose who we have a crush on. It is a natural occurrence no matter what. Some might argue that the Bible states that man shall not lie with another man instead of his wife in Leviticus, but this verse along with several verses in the Bible, is misleading. (sighs) Oh my goodness, guys. Then she says the imagined scenario was a... The imagined scenario, okay? So she doesn't even think that this, like, story in Leviticus is necessarily true or that it means what it states. That it had taken place before, you know? This is just a random rule that God came up with. Like, it's never happened before, but just in case. Just in case we'll put it in there. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) And then she goes on to say, uh, where did I leave off? The imagined scenario is a married man committing adultery with another man. In fact, it has nothing to do with homosexuality. What? (laughs) Okay. Obviously, she's confused. Then she says, God made everyone on this earth and he loves everyone equally no matter what. Okay. Yes. True. But then she says... Also, that verse has some inherent sexism attached to it, considering it never mentioned the woman. What? Like, that's not even a great argument there, but whatever. Then she goes on to say, In other words, monitoring and prescribing human homosexual activity is not a particular concern of the Bible when compared to the overarching demand for justice economic equality, and the fair treatment of foreigners and strangers. How does this even come into this discussion? I don't even, like, why are we now talking about justice and economic equality and fair treatment of foreigners and strangers? Like, what? What? Okay. And then she says, for certain Christian groups to make this the decisive Christian issue is simply a misleading of biblical values. Just as we have been learning about this entire course misinterpreting the Bible is easily done, so sometimes we need to look deeper to truly understand them. Well, okay, we'll just talk about this at the end because I'm going to read this last part to you. She says then that Leviticus also condemns eating pork rabbit or shellfish, cutting hair at the sides of one's head, and having sex during woman's menstrual period, none of which Christians continue to observe. Oh, yikes. God loves all of his children, and we need to treat them as he would with love and respect. True, absolutely. Homosexuals are people just like us. They have been stripped of their rights, brutally killed, and constantly made fun of for hundreds of years, and it is absolutely awful. Do you think that God would want that for his children? <sighs> then she I goes, think that proves the point. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Then she says again, once again, we don't choose who we love, just as it is for homosexuals. There are several types of churches that allow same-sex marriage and bless the couple as any other. And then she lists off a bunch of churches that do that. And then we get into the really good part that explains why she just stated all of that. It always comes out. Then she says, the assumption that the Bible says anything, anything about homosexuality is only a misinterpretation of the Bible. 
Also, if homosexuality was condemned in the Bible, God forgives us of all of our sins that we commit. Jesus loves us even in our sins, and he will forgive us and build us back up. So what does she mean by that? Well, basically, if it is wrong to be homosexual, then, like, God just loves us and forgives us, so it's no problem. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll get into that in a second, because that's that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, then she gives some background on the word homosexual and all this stuff. Then she says, just in the recent decades has sexual orientation been looked down upon. Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount that bad trees bear bad fruit. The church's rejection of same-sex relationships has caused tremendous, needless suffering to the LGBT community, equaling bad fruit. Oh my. And then here is the kicker. She says, I am not trying to say that the Bible is completely wrong and that we shouldn't worship it because it is God's word, but it was written over 2,000 years ago. Things have drastically changed since that time, and like I mentioned before, not all Christians follow every single part of the Bible. Same-sex marriage should be legal no matter what, and homosexuals should not be treated any differently. It doesn't affect anyone, so there is no problem with it. That is her ending statement. This is a girl who would say that she came from a Christian family and even said in this that she's not saying that the Bible is completely wrong and that we shouldn't worship it, but, you know, it was written 2,000 years ago, so what's the big deal? And on top of that, even if homosexuality is bad, so here is the doubt coming through, right? She even doubts her argument. Mm -hmm. She doubts that homosexuality isn't bad. Mm -hmm. So she says, even if homosexuality is bad, then it really doesn't matter because the Lord loves us and will forgive us. But not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because, yes, he does love everyone. Right. But he doesn't just forgive you whenever you do something. Like, you lie to somebody. He doesn't just, oh, well, it's not that bad. Right. Like, I'll just forgive them. It's okay. It won't happen again. No, there has to be repentance mm -hmm. or else it does happen again because there's no conviction and there's no change right. when, like, that's just God being an enabler. Exactly. With our sin, mm -hmm. um, which is completely against his nature. And then with the part where she says, I'm not saying that all of the Bible is right. untrue or wrong or solid well then what is what like is? what part of it is right. does jeremiah 29 11 still stand like does god mm -hmm. still know the plans he has for you or is that not true right uh can and you who, still do all things through christ who strengthens right. you or no like right. that was just two thousand years ago and who determines that like, yes that's my question yeah if if some parts are good and some parts are bad then who gets to decide which parts we should follow because that makes christianity so extremely easy right all of it is true or all of it is false right because i mean not just some of history is true and some of history is false do you still believe things that happened two thousand years ago in your history textbook right. exactly. or is some of that wrong too because the bible is history mm -hmm. the bible is history like it all happened so it's history it is fact mm -hmm. and then also, with that thing, just to clear up some confusion, maybe, uh, that thing which... Here, let me see the paper. I want to quote her. The part where she talks about Leviticus also condemns eating pork, rabbit, or shellfish, cutting hair at the sides of one's head, you know, all that stuff. 
that was also just in the Jewish culture. Right. Remember the story of Peter seeing the sheet being lowered from heaven with all of these mm-hmm. unclean animals on it. That was only a Jewish thing because that's why they didn't associate with Gentiles. Right. But then in the New Testament, when Jesus dies, he demolishes all that. There's no wall between God and his people. There's no barrier there. They don't have to be perfect. That's why sacrifices don't exist anymore. It was, that was simply to um, keep you clean. Mm -hmm. So that isn't like Jews don't practice, well, some Jews still practice that, but not many. Mm-hmm. And so that was just a culture thing. So that doesn't really even make sense because Jesus got rid mm-hmm. of most of that. Right. The Ten Commandments still stand and everything, but we don't have to try and make ourselves perfect mm-hmm. because now we have the chance to repent. It's not that God just forgives you whenever you do something. You have the chance to repent. Right. And we see that preached all throughout scripture, right? That Mm -hmm. is Jesus's ministry. If you look at John the Baptist, like, oh my goodness, the man, anytime he preached, the first words out of his mouth was repent and believe, right? Uh This is how we're supposed to be living. And why I bring this up, why I read this to you is that this is a young Christian girl Mm -hmm. who does not know the truth. Mm-hmm. and has been led astray. Now, now there are tons of people we could blame for this, right? There are tons of people we could look at and go, this is the result of your teaching. It could be a pastor. It could be, yeah. you know, her parents. It could be just that she, you know, goes to school every day and hears this from people over and over and just has kind of made up her own opinion of scripture and yeah. here's what I believe and what I don't. I don't know. There's There are tons of people that we could blame for this. But here's what I want to look at overall is that I can tell you guys over and over again that this is happening and it not make any difference, right? I can Mm -hmm. tell you, I can share with you that this is what young kids in high school are writing in their college assignments. And if we don't do anything as the church as a whole, then this doesn't change. Kids go on believing this. And guess what, guys? They're the next generation. If you're a teen listening to this, begin believing that. Their grandkids begin believing that because no one's teaching them anything different. Exactly. No one's going to teach their kids anything different Mm -hmm. either because it's already ingrained in their mother's mind. And so, what's going to change? Like, you automatically believe what your parents teach you because you trust them. You know that they've experienced life. You you know, they're your parents, they're supposed to teach you. Mm So, her kids aren't even going to grow up questioning this stuff. Right. Because she has a an argument for mm-hmm. why it's right and mm-hmm. why the Bible isn't all true and this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like I told the girls in Bible study, like, there, our culture is becoming one of tolerance and, you know, acceptance, right? Like, everything revolves around, well, if I'm homosexual, then you have to accept what I do, and you have to, you know, just do all this stuff, and you have to tolerate this, and you have to, whatever, you know, you you guys have heard this. This is our you culture. You have to love me. Right. And listen, guys, I am still going to love you, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to love you without the truth because in my mind and what I see in scripture and what I know to be true, because scripture is truth, Jesus, he ate with sinners. Like literally, this is what is happening 
in scripture and what we see Jesus doing, he's eating with sinners. He's doing this. He's hanging around people that would be considered unclean and unrighteous Mm -hmm. and not pure according to the law and all their customs and stuff that they did. But he never just sat with them and accepted what they were doing and said that he loved them. Jesus never did that. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He did still sit with them. It wasn't like he built a wall around himself and said, hey, uh, I can't be around you. You're unclean. You're not pure, whatever. He never did that. He still sat with them. He still loved them, but he loved them with the truth. He never allowed them to leave thinking that their sin was okay. Mm -hmm. Thinking that, well, he loved me and he accepted what I do in my lifestyle, so it's not a problem. No, he never did that. He sat with them, told them what was wrong in love, and encouraged them to go and be different, to go and change. Mm -hmm. And that is the difference that I'm seeing in the church today, is that there is more and more acceptance in a wrong way. If somebody's gay and they're in a group that I'm in, a friend group, a you know, whatever it may be, if they come to church or whatever, it's not like I'm going to give them dirty looks and not sit by them and not talk to them, not say hi or anything. But you know what? If I get a chance to have a conversation with that person and I get to, you know, sit down and eat lunch with them one day because they want to meet and talk about some stuff or whatever, then I am going to be bold and say, you know, if it comes up that they, that I don't, think that their lifestyle is right, that it is sin. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show them with facts, with scripture, why it's wrong. But there are the, we keep coming back to this, is that honestly, there's like no healthy balance in the church anymore. It's Mm -hmm. either uh, we have these silent Christians who are never going to speak up to that friend that they go to lunch with who is living in this lifestyle of sin. Right. Or there's the people who are going to invite them to lunch and they are going to tell them why they're wrong and right. why they're a sinner and why they are doomed deserve. to deserve. Yeah. Yes. And so there has to be this balance between that. Mm. If they, which we'll just keep going with this scenario. If they invite you to go to lunch and it comes up in conversation. Right. Yeah. You should speak what you believe. Mm -hmm. You should say that, but not in a harsh way, not in a condemning way, in a loving way, but not an accepting way. You shouldn't say like, well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but you do you. I am really tired of that statement because it is such a lie. Mm -hmm. You do you. If, If all of humanity did them, we would be in utter turmoil and would be in such destruction and stupidity which is what we're seeing in the lost culture now yeah right our world is coming to that because of you know you do this you do that like it doesn't matter i right you know love is love i'll i'll love you whatever you do you know and we should love them jesus calls us to love everyone like lily said he ate with sinners and with people who were Mm -hmm. not so great and he still loved them. He still mm-hmm. died for them. He still dies for all the homosexual people in today's culture. But that doesn't mean that he accepts right. their actions right. and their sin. Right. Because it is sin. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, trying to make light of that because yeah. it is. Yeah. And this is our issue is that we don't call that out. Yeah. And I think that one thing, and you kind of brought this up, you kind of touched on it a little bit. The church 
they've kind of made it seem, and I see this more and more in youth groups and, you know, sermons that are preached that I hear and all this stuff from different churches that we've been to and youth groups we've been to and all the stuff that, well, like, I can't, either I can't sit with them at lunch or I can and it's all okay, Mm -hmm. right? Either I have to be on one extreme or the other. And I just think that that is so wrong. Like, there needs to be a point where there are some leaders who are going to stand up and say, hey, I'll go to lunch with you any day. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I love you and I want you to understand the gospel. And if there's just one little area in the conversation, a little bit of time that you allow me to speak into your life in whatever way that is, whether it's speaking into their lifestyle and how they're living or maybe just talking about, you know, something that they're dealing with or whatever, then we should be all for that. Like, there should not be Mm -hmm. this extreme of, well, like, I can't go to lunch with you because you're living in sin and, like, you're not pure and all this stuff, right? Like, we're some righteous person who can't be bothered by, you know, unrighteous people. But we're um, sinners too. Exactly. We've got our own issues. And it may not be homosexuality, Mm -hmm. but all sin is the same, right? We see that in scripture over and over again, that all sin is the same. And obviously we make our own levels, right, of sin. Well, that's really bad. And this isn't too bad, but you know, whatever. And that's just wrong. But who has taught us that? Keep going back to this. Who has started teaching this? How did we get to this point in the church and in Christianity, especially in America? Now, other places, I see it creeping in, but not as much, you know, Mm -hmm. but especially American Christianity. How in the world have we gotten to the point where we are just one extreme or the other and none of it is biblical? Either extreme is not okay because right in the center is where Jesus is and where Jesus is. It shows us this example in scripture that here is how you do ministry. Mm-hmm. Here is how you talk to people who are living in that sinful lifestyle and are doing that. So not to say anything is wrong because you don't want to offend anybody or whatever, but to just share everything like Maddie said and condemn them and tell them why they're wrong and all this stuff and then walk out like you're perfect. That's wrong too. Mm-hmm. And so how do we in the church raise leaders who can have the hard conversations, who can do the hard things, but in love and in gentleness. You know, that is one thing that we've definitely lost in the youth today, especially. Uh, We've lost the gentleness. Yeah. Well, and the the main thing that me and Lily really wanted to pull into this episode is that, honestly, it really is the church's fault that she believes Mm. that. Because we haven't been bold, still not being like condemning and hateful towards these people, but we haven't been bold in saying this is not true and here's why. Mm -hmm. Some churches will simply say like, this is wrong. So wrong. Unbelievable (laughs) that people would do that. But why? Why is it wrong? Mm -hmm. Like, this is why our youth, our young people believe this because the church hasn't come out and said this is wrong because of this and this and this. Mm. And honestly, a lot, I have found that a lot of pastors and youth leaders and elders in churches don't think that young people actually want to learn this stuff. Yeah. 
But I am seriously desperate Mm -hmm. for people my age to come and we can have a civil conversation about these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. I find that in youth groups and in church services, there is zero talk of these serious issues that we are dealing with on an everyday basis. If you are in school, you literally have classmates who are homosexuals. You have people who believe this stuff. You literally have homosexuals who are dating in your schools. And that's why she believes that because she's seen it all over the place. And she has, I'm sure she has friends like that. I have friends like that. And she thinks, oh my goodness, it is so sad Mm -hmm. that these people used to be put in jail for this stuff, Mm -hmm. used to be uh, killed for this stuff, and honestly still are in some countries. Like, oh, that's so sad that they don't get to just live their life and be happy. And like, yeah, that is sad, but homosexuality is not right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we should love them and be friends with them, but... We shouldn't make arguments like this of, well, maybe the Bible isn't right in this area because I have this friend and she is so nice, but she lives like this. So it can't be that wrong. Like she's not evil, but this is where the church is really dropping the ball is that we aren't teaching kids this stuff. We aren't having lessons on Wednesday nights about this kind of stuff, about abortion, about politics, about protests, about all these things that we have to hear and deal with on an everyday basis. This is the stuff that we really want to talk about. Mm. And I know that sometimes when you do talk about this stuff in youth groups and things, it can get out of hand with everybody just starts hating on everyone else. And I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want... But a strong leader knows how to handle that. Right. But that's what I want, is I want conversations, I want facts, I want scripture to help me combat this in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Because this is becoming part of our society. Right. Well, it is part of our society. It's mm-hmm. done. It has become part of our society, a part of our culture. I have to deal with that. So how do I deal with it in a biblical way? Right. This is where the church really needs to step up and start talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't heard it anywhere in any youth groups, in any churches, hardly. We have a verse (laughs) that we're finally going to get to. I know that this is a much longer episode than usual. But hopefully this is, like, practical stuff because we do know that you guys are dealing with this. You know, anybody who's listening, like, if you... You have people in your workplace, you have people at school, you have people, you know, that you see at the grocery store and that you go to lunch with, you know, once a month and that Mm -hmm. you see wherever that you don't know how to approach them. You don't know how to even go around that because it's, it is weird. It is awkward. It's like, how do you talk with them about their sinful lifestyle and show them that it's wrong, but in a loving way? And that's about, and, but listen guys, here is like the key to all of it. Okay. If you are a legit Christian and you love Jesus and you love people, then it won't matter how you talk to them. Mm -hmm. It won't matter what you say because all of it is going to come out of your love for the Lord and your love to see them live in holiness because that is the only way to happiness. Because loving them and accepting them the way that we are now is literally loving them right into hell. Right. And that 
should be our primary focus Mm -hmm. is that I am literally letting you, just leading you Mm -hmm. right into hell. Mm -hmm. And that should be what motivates us, what drives us to have relationships with these people, to show them what Jesus looks like. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you really live like Jesus, you talk like Jesus, you act like Jesus, they're going to see that and they're going to see that there's something different about you in the way that you treat them. Right. Because most of the time, they see the Christians shaming them and saying that they're horrible people mm-hmm. and that they're disgusting and that they just see all of this hate coming out of the church. So why on earth would they want to turn there right. when they need help, when mm-hmm. they want something different? Were you going to say anything else? <laughs> well, and most of them, I'm just going to add this real quick. I know this is long. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. But I know a lot of people who have come out of that lifestyle who have said that I wanted something. I knew that it wasn't necessarily right. Like it never mm-hmm. felt like it was supposed to be this way or that I was supposed to have this desire or whatever, you know, like that that wasn't right. And so many of them are looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times we just allow our minds to automatically go to, well, if they're homosexual, then like they don't want to hear anything about Jesus and they don't want to hear the truth and they don't want help and they don't want answers. Mm -hmm. And that's so not right. Now, a lot of them, am I saying that all of them are just like longing for something and want something different? No, there are some that are totally fine with, you know, living that there lifestyle. There are some that you're not going to be able to help. Exactly. But it's worth trying to. Mm-hmm. You know, it is always worth trying to speak into those people's lives and trying to help them. And sometimes the best way to do that is to just be there for them. Just mm-hmm. be legit. Just text them like you would any other friend. Just be normal around them. Just answer their questions when they ask something and encourage that conversation. You know, you don't have to say, hey, so let's talk about your sinful lifestyle and homosexuality and how you're living. Yeah. You don't have to say that in a conversation at lunch. It, you just bring it into stuff. And a lot of times the Lord will just lay in your lap and go, here you go. They're longing for something. There's your chance. Mm-hmm. And it can't just be an act that you put on also. Right. You um, have to be legit. Yeah. You have to truly care about mm-hmm. them as a person, care about right. their life, care about where they're spending eternity for you to really have an impact. Exactly. Because so often it can be like, oh, well, Jesus would love them. So I guess I have to. And I do not want anyone thinking that that's what we're saying. Like we genuinely care about helping these people and we genuinely want to see them spend eternity in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be the ones to show them that. We want to leave you with this verse to encourage you to find somewhere, even if it's the podcast or the blog, where you're going to get some real hard truth Mm -hmm. and we really want to start addressing more of these topics and we want to be that place where you can go to even just learn more about this stuff and learn how to defend your faith because these are the areas where young people are seeing persecution. Mm -hmm. They are weird for being a Christian and not getting involved in this kind of stuff at school. Like this is becoming weird that you're straight like that's weird now so anyway proverbs eleven fourteen says where there is no guidance the people fall but in abundance of counselors there's victory
So we want to just encourage you to find somewhere where you can grow, where you can learn more about the things that we have to deal with every single day and how to help those people because that should be our main goal is to love these people like Jesus does. So we are going to wrap up this very long episode in prayer. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day and for this episode. And I pray that you would help each and every one of us to do our research and to really be listening to your word and what it says about these certain issues and that we would believe that all of it is true and not just the parts that we like the most or that fit our lifestyles the most. I pray that you would help us to genuinely care about the people around us uh, the way that you care about them. But I pray that we would also be able to speak truth to the people who haven't heard it from anyone else and that we would really be able to pour into them and show them you through everything that we say and do. I pray that you would just guide each and every one of us and protect us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you guys for staying with us till this. <laughs> Congratulations till if you made it. We just hope this helped you. And we hopefully, I don't, I'm not promising anything, but we definitely want to get into topics like abortion and different things like that that are going on in our world that a lot of us don't know necessarily how to um, defend the mm. Lord and the word in this way. And we honestly, a lot of us don't know what he says about it. So we hope to get into all that. Please reach out if you have any questions or any thoughts from this episode. I always put our email in mm-hmm. the description. So let us know and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye guys.